This is Music on Repeat, a podcast where I talk to people about the songs that impacted their taste in music. You can find me on iTunes and Stitcher under the name Music on Repeat or online and on Instagram at musiconrepeat.io. I'm your host, Susie Q. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are on episode 16, if you can believe it. And this is a very special number because, well, first of all, it's been officially one whole year since I published my first podcast. And now I'm on episode 16. So I'm very proud of that. And also 16 is my lucky number. So Niels, you're going to be, you better be good. This sure, is, this sure. is going to be my lucky number. Excellent. Uh, so my guest today is Niels. He is a German DJ, pianist, and samba percussionist. Correct. In different times of your life and different forms. So can you just do a little quick intro to Niels? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm Niels. I'm from Germany originally. Actually, I've been living outside of Germany for the past few years. I've kind of always been doing music, uh, kind of starting in elementary school, first with piano and then samba percussion music. And so is that like the drum? Like bongo? It's kind of like a lot of different drums. It's, it's, it's got like sort of like these cowbells, which I used to play. It's got like these hand drums. Cowbell. Like big, what are called surdos, bass drums almost. And it's kind of, I used to play, I was like in a band with my two brothers. Okay. And then eventually I was studying in Brazil for a year, actually in there playing in like the faculty band, which was... Like okay. a whole new wow. level yeah. in terms of like speed and skill and intensity yeah. and Oh my God, everything. I can imagine. Actually ended up dancing in the carnival as well in like this big Sambodromo. In Brazil? In Brazil, yeah. Wow. So always kind of been doing a lot of music and think kind of like playing piano is kind of like, you know, gives you more the melody and right. then doing samba is more like the getting rhythm. a really good rhythm. And yeah. that kind of like combined, I think, makes a lot of sense to DJ because I think sort of the more experiences you have before with other types of music, I mean, it's, yeah, it allows you to like mix guess, better to like yeah, the more really you know, the better, select right? better. Just, I mean, that's when you're just looking for music, you just pick up whether a track is good or not. And then, yeah. so that's why, that's why basically I keep doing it. Like, that's how I started, actually. Because, right. like, a friend was... I was living in Washington, D.C., and then a friend used to have a piano, and he used to go over there, uh-huh. play piano for, like, three, four hours every two or three months, and then he just moved away, and I just needed, like, a musical outlet. Right. something so kind of... Yeah, so you started DJing. Music. And that's that's how I started, yeah. That's awesome. Well, great. We're going to get a little bit more into all of that stuff. First, we're just going to start and go right into your first song. So here we go. Opening up my show. Again, taste the cold again. When I walk out in covered snow, covered snow, and the depression rose in my throat. Something I've seen in between the good. Okay, Niels, what song was that? There was uh, Yellow Raincoats from Frank Wiedemann. Okay. And uh, it's actually the only track I have on vinyl. I mean, I still haven't played vinyl. It's kind of like one thing I'd really like to do at some point. But okay. Nowadays, you oftentimes hear kind of tracks on the internet, and then you go see the DJ live. Uh, this yeah. one was actually like a very special event called Lost in the Moment. Okay. Just out, like in this castle outside of Berlin. 
Wow, in a castle. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, it really kind of stuck as kind of like a track, which, yeah. Yeah. So when you told me this song, and I was like, okay, I have no idea who this artist is, because it's a remix of a song by a guy called I Have a Tribe. I don't know if you know anything about them. But anyway, I was like, I don't know anything about this guy. But then I started looking him up a little bit, and I actually realized I do know this guy. He's from a duo. I don't know how to say their name. Um. um okay, it's easy. Yeah. A-M-E with like a yeah. little thing on the A. And they did that very famous remix Howlin' to that Rye X song and I knew that song and I was like okay this isn't so far removed from what I actually know and I'm not really a huge fan of this style of music but he was one of the ones that I actually liked some of the songs that I actually liked were by him so I thought that was like a weird connection so do you listen to this this Frank guy a lot because it seems like with this Rye X collaboration and now with this I Have a Tribe he seems to do well when he kind of mixes with these like folksy indie artists so Frank we Money. He's, he's actually the guy from the duo who actually like knows how to produce and okay. make music and is right. the real musician. Yeah. The other one, Christian, is more the DJ. Okay. I mean, he has other tracks like Morton and I mean, they're all really good music. It's not just sort of some... Yeah, it's not just randomly I mean, put together. Oftentimes with electronic music, it sounds like so interchangeably, right? Right. And, I mean, this track and like a lot of other tracks he plays, you listen to it, you recognize it. For me, oftentimes I like hear a song and going out or somewhere in like a DJ set or something and then you re-recognize it again once you hear any other moment i mean this definitely is one of those tracks where yeah i mean you cannot mistake it for another track i mean it's yeah very unique there's melody and there's so much different stuff going on mm-hmm. and i think it's it's just really great music so that's what you liked about it that's what drew you to this song is that it was maybe a bit more melodic is that yeah, definitely is, is that what you like about okay i i never know like is this techno is this house is this what is it deep house deep house okay and so like this label in our visions i mean they basically put melody back into electronic music but then there's like a lot of minimal for example which is sometimes too reduced i think they really that's their thing melody sort of mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of emotion in the music it's yeah. not it's, it's not just kind of banging bass line exactly and nothing else i mean yeah a lot more going on so right. that's that's kind of what i appreciate about it yeah, and this kind of similarly reminds me of The Blaze. I don't know if you've heard of The Blaze, but I saw them at a concert in Primavera Sound this summer. I had no idea who they were, and it was one of those, like, my friends wanted to go, so I just tagged along. It was 3 a.m., and it was unreal, and it was the same same style of music. It's, like, very melodic, but it's got that undertone, you know? And I loved it. I guess that's quite popular. I mean, I don't know what year that song came out, but I feel like maybe now there's more of a trend towards that. Well, for me, it's what music should be, right? I mean, it's yeah. a, like you should re-recognize. Whenever I like listen for new tracks, I just listen to tracks, do something else, and then only really, really listen if there's something which catches my attention, right? Yeah. So here's like a melody or like it's very catchy vocal. I mean, it has to be something which is special because like, yeah. especially electronic music because I guess it's like rather easy to sort of produce it in a sense, right? Yeah. It's I doing guess... it, doing it really in a unique way that yeah. you really can tell this is the artist and nobody else. Yeah. Um, I think it's what this type of music slash art should be. Right? Yeah. Like. So it's it's kind of like easy to do, but difficult to do well in a way. Correct. Okay. So tell us, tell us a bit more about the scene then in Berlin. I know you're going back there soon. Fill us in a little bit. I know Berlin has a huge house techno electronic scene so what is that like living in that every day well i've been i've been living outside of germany for the past few years actually living in washington dc and kind of trying to recreate this type of scene which i think is very creative very forward 
thinking music it's not just so like not commercial it's it's really for like a lot of people who are like trying to create something new and like just as this is sort of very different from electronic music in like the late 90s which is just not appealing to me really. yeah <laughs> i mean that's usually the place where they make it right where they produce it it's like very open it's it, for me i guess like the interesting thing is like in you know growing up in germany in the 90s Mm-hmm. everything is kind of geared toward the US right and right. now sort of electronic music is happening like, in Germany so like yeah. my friends from New York are coming to Berlin to go out the American DJs some of them like moved to Berlin back in the day it was unheard of and just tells you how like peeling the city is the scene is how yeah. vibrant it is and now these DJs I mean like go tour all over the world I actually started listening to electronic music when I was in Brazil okay which is counterintuitive being right. German that yeah. that's where I discovered that kind of music right yeah. where you have to actually pay a lot of money to for them to like fly in the German DJs yeah. but it just tells you how present this type of music is yeah. now globally and I mean at Barcelona obviously there's a lot Huge. going on yeah Innovision Lost in a Moment actually started in, in Barcelona as well. Um, so what, what is that all about? It's just basically that you take music out of the context of like a regular club environment. Right, okay. And you just go into like an environment where the music has not been played. Like, you know, right, the one, like the, the, a, a the one event <laughs> I went to was in a castle. And yeah. um, now there's like this French thing called Le Cercle or something where they just have DJs play on the Eiffel Tower wow. a couple of days ago. Like Seriously? On, on the Eiffel Airport. Tower? I guess they're kind of copying what... <laughs> what these guys yeah. started out doing at the beginning wow. but I think that's part of like a Berlin thing that it's not commercial the environment matters in terms of having a sort of energy or like adding yeah. to, to the perception of the music in the sense like Berlin has like a very unique history with mm-hmm. like you know follow the wall and then like a lot of unoccupied space yeah. and then yeah. a lot of like open air things or just people going into places which weren't really designed to be there to like yeah. make music and that is really what sets it apart and I think that's what's unique and that's really what people appreciate. And yeah. Here in Barcelona, I mean, you have the, the Pueblo Español, which is really great, yeah. which is yeah. very similar in that sense. But I mean, that's yeah. what I think is really making school, as you would say, in Germany, or is, is catching on. And yeah, I mean, this circle thing is like finally putting France on the map, which yeah. hasn't really been, to my knowledge, I yeah. mean, there's, there wasn't really that much going on in terms of electronic music. In. And, and and actually, this band that I mentioned earlier, The Blaze, is from France. Uh, okay. It's a duo from France, so they're getting in there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting. So you mentioned like the universality of this kind of music. Now you discovered it in Brazil, uh, but there's always that push and pull between when something becomes really big commercial and when something maybe it takes a bit of the essence away. Would you say that it makes it more? It pushes the boundaries a little bit of these creatives to be even more creative because they don't like what's going on commercially? Or do you think it's actually taking away or lessening a little bit? In order to be creative nowadays in this sort of like very globalized environment, I mean, nowadays, like, you know, any gig, like somebody's taking his phone out and taking a video and then posting it online and then hear your favorite DJ's gigs in Marrakesh and the next day from Japan and the next day from uh, Chicago. And it's just sort of like still being creative and still being unique and still having like a sound which is hard to copy. I mean, it obviously Mm -hmm. is much harder than in the 1980s where you would just like play a record and you would just put a tape on the name of the the artist, right? Right. And that's all it took to sort of have a track where, you know, people standing in front of the DJ booth couldn't really tell. uh, So what is it you're playing? I mean, there was no Shazam. Right. Yeah, exactly. And nowadays, it's it's so much harder to to have your unique sound and push the envelope of of what's going on. And I think I guess that's why like so many people maybe are in Berlin, or that's why I mean I really admire these guys because yeah. that's what they're doing. That's great. That's awesome. I want to uh, research them a bit more because I really liked I really liked what I heard what you exposed me to. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of that, actually, I think maybe we could go on to your next song now. Yeah, should mm-hmm. we do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. 
Okay, Niels, what was that? That was uh, MFA, Difference in Mix. It was still one, one of my favorite tracks for sure. Like I remember kind of discovering it. It was one of these things where like, you've heard it before somewhere, I don't even know, like going out or like mm-hmm. YouTube video, anything. And I just found it online somewhere. Like, you know, finally have a, the name of the song and it was 11.30 at night. I remember yeah. I got so excited that yeah. I finally found it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally couldn't sleep for like at least oh three God. hours. It was like, I don't know. I always have this sensation that for me, music is, excites me more. Like yeah. other people are like, there's get, more yeah. going on in my head than for other people. I mean, I've noticed when I like DJ and yeah. like, I just look at people. It's like, yeah. I'm having like so much more fun than they are. Like there's yeah. so much more going yeah, yeah, on for yeah. me than, than for them. And that's why I remember like finding this track and yeah. getting so excited. I still have that. That yeah. sometimes I'm like yeah. finding a new track and then I send it to friends and they like yeah. don't respond or like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, okay, another one of those. <laughs> recommendations um, for me yeah. it's just like oh my god have you heard that it's like yeah. so amazing and like oh my gosh this, i do the same thing this I do was the like same definitely the same thing and yeah when when i dj i mean there's so much energy in the track yeah and it's not sort of like with cheap means of achieving it yeah djing there's like a lot of filters or like effects and which sort of like once you know how they sound like yeah. it's kind of rookie mistakes kind of like overdoing that and this track is just very gradual build yeah. up and then just in the beginning and then i don't know like after a minute yeah. or something it's just like another baseline element yeah. which is like amazing. it's just really great and then yeah. which is really funny just for everyone we didn't we didn't stage this but like the howling is actually the track which you can match perfectly on top of this track okay so maybe that's why i was having all these moments so when you sent me this song as well i was like nope never heard of this start looking at it i look at my saved songs and i'm like i've seen this before funnily enough i shazammed this song at your party when you were djing it was the only song from your whole party that i shazammed and it was this one but it was the original mix it wasn't the superstitcher remix which is the one we just heard here yeah so i was like oh my god it's all coming full circle now and it makes sense though you but i i really like this song as well well i like the original this one's good as well but yeah I mean that makes a lot of sense because like you know going back to playing piano like in piano you have different keys right mm-hmm. for pieces and then nowadays there's programs which analyze the keys for the different tracks yeah basically as a DJ you don't produce music you just select the tracks and yeah. then you really have to feel the energy in a certain moment and that's basically what you do right? yeah but one of the greatest moments with your DJing is kind of like finding two tracks which because the keys match just fit perfectly on each other and then mm-hmm. especially with like electronic music it's like yeah. not so tough this track for example I mean it doesn't have any vocals yeah so you can just put howling on top of it right without changing or they match with it, yeah without it sort of clashing right? right you cannot mix two tracks which have vocals I mean most certainly it's gonna yeah. sound awful whereas these two I don't know when I discovered this track probably like three years ago or something and yeah. people love it I don't know yeah and it's, it's great and it's not it's not really I don't know I mean I don't really know anybody else who kind of likes it that much as, as I yeah as I mean, <laughs> well, but that's but, I mean that's the whole point of this podcast yeah. right it's like you find a song that yeah. you love it's so individual you don't know I mean there's probably someone else out there that really loves this song but you never know you never know yeah. right so you uh, you mix this in with your DJing I talked about that I saw you DJ so your DJ Neil right it's your DJ Correct. name not Neil's no yes. S on yes. the <laughs> DJ try to be, name try to be minimalistic right? <laughs> yeah so tell us a bit more about your experiences DJing or how you got into it you said you got into it in DC yeah um, or what what you're doing now with it I guess I was just disappointed going to parties with bad music Okay. I, guess, I guess there was like a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. 
So that's how I started. And then, like anybody, you just start out in your bedroom. And I was very determined. I said, okay, I want to play in a club within a year. Yeah. And that's what I did. This was in D.C.? Yeah. Okay. And did you did you start the scene there? Did you bring the scene there? I was trying to. I mean, it was an uphill battle. You, not everybody's used to it. So, like, you really have to push. But that's, I think, what's something a DJ should always do. It's kind of like, you know, push the limits of what people are usually listening to. I mean, it really is kind of like an acquired taste, right? I remember somebody saying to me, like, probably nobody's going to really enjoy Deep House electronic music when you're like 13 yeah it's kind of like kid loving sugary sweets well yeah right? your tastes like develop the other day i was time. like you know i was going to a sweet store and you like yeah. buy this stuff which like you loved as a kid and now it's, it's, it's horrible it's yeah. like too sugary so i mean it's the same thing with music so you always have to push them into like being willing to experience something else from yeah. what they're used to and yeah and so that definitely i did in washington and then i had two very good friends of mine they're called thursday people they pretty much showed me everything I know and then one thing leads to another and then yeah. you play playing at like happy hours and then yeah. fundraising parties and then Christmas party yeah yeah. and I mean if you just do it because you love doing it then people really take notice because Definitely. especially like I don't know I'm always very energetic I'm never kind of like the cool DJ behind the booth who's just looking at his table not doing anything it's quite <laughs> it's quite the opposite yeah. so yeah. I guess kind of that transcends into the crowd but yeah it's just I mean I remember at the beginning I was really over preparing every single set I mean it was like write down every single song the key of the single song the beats per minute so like the speed of the yeah, song and right. really over preparing and I mean if you basically if you over prepare for a year eventually you get the hang of it and right. then you can't just like do yeah. it inside out but it's um, I, I remember especially at the beginning I just forced myself to do things you were kind of scared to do right and then yeah. you learn by trial and error I guess yeah, yeah yeah but I mean it worked I mean this thing of your goal is to play not in your bed like for me the greatest thing is like you gift you give to other people right or like I mean it's just something yeah. you you really love and then the greatest thing is if play for other people and they look at you and see in their eyes that they really enjoy what's going on right now right and they, I mean that's just the greatest feeling and so you, you always want to play out every time you go like a little yeah. further and a little further and then I know somebody asks you to play at their wedding and, and <laughs> you've made it yeah <laughs> so yeah keep loving what I what I do but I mean it's, yeah. it's my favorite pastime you know but it, I think it's really sort of like a continuation of what I've been doing since I was a kid you Which, know it's just yeah. and that's what I'm saying it, it makes sense that you like yeah. combine these things piano percussion I mean you find it all there right I mean mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't appreciate the melodies in like the first track as much exactly. as I wouldn't have exactly. played piano or right just to really sort of mix tracks well where a lot of stuff is going on with bass and you know I mean there's so much stuff going yeah, on like some, some of the I, music yeah. tracks then it's good to just have a very genuine feeling of like how you can make it all fit together and sometimes you even discover I mean that's literally like the few moments of pure serendipity is when you're there on the spot and somehow because I mean now <laughs> I most definitely don't write down the tracks which I'm going to play I mean I just you don't know, you just wing it yeah I mean too many playlists and I mean I really know Every track I like inside out. I find a new track and I just yeah. listen to it 30 times on repeat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I kind of like move on to like the next track because I kind of get bored a little bit. One of the most important things is you really got to know your tracks. I definitely. And then I it's agree. sort of like this genuine feeling of what fits now, looking at the people. I mean, are they dancing? Are they engaged yet not? So, and that's the art, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're not producing definitely. the music, but like you're creating the moment and hope that people somehow get lost in the music, I guess. That's cool. I like that. You're not creating music, you're creating a moment. Yes. <laughs> so, do you see yourself doing this in Berlin as well? Or. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. 
Okay, this yeah. is just a hobby, but do you see yourself as a career DJ? No, probably not. I doubt it. You know, oftentimes, like, a lot of people who do something as their job eventually lose the genuine interest in it. When I was in high school, I wanted to become a photographer, and then yeah. I remember trying to do this art competition in my high school, and this one art teacher just somehow didn't like my pictures. But, I mean, it was just his opinion. And then I asked another art teacher, and she liked what I was doing. I, I just noticed it, like, right. if you do something because you're passionate about it, and then somebody tells you, oh, no, that's not right. Especially with music. I mean, once you're getting paid, yeah. Yeah. you have to kind of you cater have to, to entirely what cater want. to yeah. what the people want and then for me it just I mean that's not the reason why I started that's right. not what I want to do that's not yeah. what I enjoy I've been on a few situations where it's always a continuum of, of where you are I mean you can be more free in what you do like prefer to play at later hours where it's like my stuff just fits better yeah. you know? but also you have a bit more of artistic freedom of what you want to do because that's I just want to preserve that as the one and only reason why I do it just loving music and just yeah. trying to create beautiful moments for other people because that's probably why I wanted to play in the club because me sitting in my bedroom and going yeah. crazy because I just found this track at like yeah. <laughs> eleven thirty at night is great for me, but yeah. like it can be so much better if there exactly. are people who are really enjoying what you're you doing. Want, you want to share it with others. That yeah, and that's literally the most rewarding thing. Like very genuinely Definitely. rewarding and yeah, so probably I don't want to do it for a living because then you lose all that. Then you yeah. get caught up in the money and in, the, in all the things which don't make it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah. true. That's true. So yeah, probably just keep it at at the level now. Keep yeah. it at the. All right, I'll call you next time. I need a DJ. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So so the band there, the MFA, are they still together? Because I was trying to search for stuff, and there was nothing since two thousand nine. Unfortunately, I don't even know. For me, it's just a track. Yeah, that's the thing with house and electronic and all this kind of music is not so important. Who it is, it's, you hear so many things. Depends. The Frank Wiedemann guy is really, okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Just yeah. Like. Um, no, but I, I mean, oftentimes I do the same with songs yeah. where I just like a song and then I'll listen to it for hours on end and I have no idea who, who it is and I don't really care. Maybe that's experienced more in electronic music because you can't maybe connect with the artist if there's no lyrics, for example. Maybe you can't connect as well or... I mean, I guess most people don't even know what they're listening to. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm obviously aware because like looking for you like this track and then you're trying to like find something similar. Like, yeah. But then I also like download everything and like buy the tracks. And yeah, there's obviously not everybody does that. Just like listening to a track and you're like, oh, it sounds nice. But yeah, yeah. I mean, these tracks get produced uh, not by like big bands. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But actually, I mean, there's the Howling, for example, there's like this band from Hamburg, Moite, and they're actually okay. like a, a proper big band and they're covering tracks like Howling, for example. Okay. But again, I mean, that's definitely not the norm. I mean, yeah, right. I don't know. I think there's like a lot of sort of electronic music and stuff being appreciated more and more, even like in more established kind yeah. of art forms. Orchestras playing jointly with DJs, mm -hmm. these kind of stuff. But it's definitely not the main chunk of yeah. what's going on in, yeah. in that scene. So. so these two tracks, do you play them uh, regularly when you DJ? or? I mean, definitely the second one. I mean, yeah. the first one well, is I've more. The, the first one. one is obviously kind of like one of those tracks where, like, playing at a wedding at 2 a.m. it fits. Yeah. <laughs> then you play it. If it doesn't fit, if people are not, I mean, it's like a very moody thing, right? right? It's, right. And mm. I don't know. I mean, you don't want it. Yeah. Doing no, melancholic can... stuff is. Yeah, exactly. You really, you, you... I don't know. People don't go out to be melancholic, right? Yeah. And I... that's what really is sort of art in DJing is being able to just judge it. Read the on, crowd. Yeah. So, play so it's definitely not something I can just yeah. play whenever you play three tracks like that and everybody's going home because. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're depressed. So, so no, I mean, that one I, I don't play all the time. It, it's still but then, I think, to you. Okay, for me, like, the best DJs are literally are, like, the ones who can just surprise you in, like, in such a magnificent way of just playing, like, some really, like, heavy tech house or just sort of heavy, bangy stuff, like, a lot of bass, a lot of stuff going on. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, they just play something else. Entirely unexpected. Yeah. Lifts you up. Yeah. And just gets you in this lose yourself in the music or you just yeah. transcend something yeah. but do that properly you I, I think there's an art to DJing and for sure there probably, is for sure yeah. there is that's cool and so we we actually know each other from living in London at the same time and London obviously has a huge scene for that as well did you partake in that in London while you live there I know Fabric's the big club I, you know I've never been to Fabric in two years that I lived in London, I never went to Fabric. Well, it got shut down for it. Yeah, I heard, I heard right? it got shut down recently, right? Uh, yeah, it reopened. But It reopened. But yeah, it reopened. I, I actually, I went to Fabric on the birthday of Fabric. Okay. Which is really fun because, I mean, it was a very intense year studying. And then I remember just not being able to go Saturday night, but I just said, okay, let's just do a Berlin style and go on Sunday morning. Yeah. Get your night of sleep, get up early, and then just like head straight there at 9 a.m. That's what really? we did. It was so great because the actual headliner of the Fabric birthday party, so to speak, Ricardo Villalobos, I thought he was going to play on Saturday. I was like, damn, I'm going to miss him, you know? Yeah. And then I just get there at like 9.30, 9.45, my friend Christopher actually. In the morning. In the morning. And then 10 minutes later, Ricardo Villalobos starts playing. And we we're just like, I mean, entirely <laughs> sober, like having, like, you know, just... <laughs> You had, a good I had like a bowl of, of morning cereal and like all these <laughs> oh people God. around us are like, Fuck I, mean, I mean, like uh, in a very different state of mind and just, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That's and, amazing. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, that's uh, like pure serendipity, right? I mean, and then you walk outside and like the sun is shining and yeah. you, can, you can really enjoy the music. I mean, like I love Villalobos, he's, I saw his interview with him, how he's saying he still gets like chills. Yeah. I mean, he gets like so moved by music that like yeah. not being entirely sober and just listening to music, he gets very emotional or just sort of, I mean, I guess it tells you what the reason should be of creating music. Creating, I mean, he, exactly. he also produces, right? I mean, he has all these like very different machines with like gazillion cables in his, yeah. but um, yeah, London has a great scene. There were like a lot of open airs as well. I mean, I did quite discover the scene, always kind of comparing it to, to Berlin and always being slightly disappointed. And then after a year, I was like, ah, actually, you know what? It's not that bad. I actually saw Am. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but not Frank Fiedemann, Christian, actually. I think it was the first time that, that I saw him in London. Amazing. Very amazing. Especially when you're yeah, like, literally like very stressed yeah. out or just sort of, that was even when I was graduating from high school. Like playing yeah. piano was always very cathartic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, I think that's all the time we have today. Very unfortunate. Nils. Um, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was actually really, really fun to just uh, kind of try to compress my love for music into two songs it was kind of a very welcome challenge um it's it's the first not, time i did it but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely it was definitely there was like a long list and then it was a short list and it was like you did it pretty it quickly was, you it did was, um, much quicker than a lot of my guests uh, i it would was say definitely this is a lot of tracks and i guess part of the problem is with electronic music you don't really i mean how many how many tracks do you have like a real story to tell right yeah and because it's just a track it's not it's that not a, time it's not a piece of mozart yeah. it's like it's a piece of electronic that's music true, so that's true so that's why it was maybe challenging but you did I guess it quite quite rewarding so thanks awesome. so much for having me thank you so much and thank you guys for tuning in to my 16th episode definitely more to come so watch this space see you guys later bye